from the slums of Shaolin. Wu-Tang Clan strikes again. The RZA, the Jizza, old dirty bastard, inspector deck, Raekwon the chef. You guard, ghost face killer in the Yes, people, welcome. We are back. Another goddamn episode of Echoes from the Void. And, um, yo. Man, it's been it's been a week. It's definitely been a week. I think I might be losing my goddamn mind. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Honestly, I'm just. Oh man, so many people have just been making me fucking crazy. I was I was meant to have a meeting. Um, the other day with an agency and I, I, so I went to the agency um, to talk about a job I got there and then they're just like oh yeah there's no job anymore I'm just like why didn't you tell me like what the hell is going on so I so yeah I left I left then I get a phone call um, from this other woman and she's just like, did you swear? Did you swear when you went to the agency? I'm like, no, no, I didn't swear. I can't remember what I've said, but I definitely didn't swear. And she just said, well, like maybe some people think hell or God is offensive. I was just like, wait, 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 what? Wait, what, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? And she was just like, yeah, may, maybe people uh, will, will find, you know, that, you know, saying those words offensive. I'm just like, what are you talking about? They're not offensive and anyone Anyone trying to make a deal about that is full of shit. It's full of shit. And they were disrespectful for fucking not informing me about this goddamn fucking meeting and job. And and then she carried on with some shit and I was just like, you know what? And I hung up on her. I'm just like, yep, nope, not got time for this shit. Not got time. So yeah, that ugh, just some just the worst shit. I also got <laughs> also got into a fucking argument with um a a, a f- supposed friend who I went to see uh, death of a salesman with, right? Because she cancelled at the last minute with me because we were meant to be going to uh, the last day of the the EFG Jazz Festival. Had tickets. I told her I had tickets. And, um, yeah, cancelled at the last minute. And 
I called her out on it at the time And she's just like, oh, we'll talk about it another time I was like, ah, whatever, man And also, it's just like, look, you got something to say Call me, because I ain't chasing your ass Understand that shit, you know what I mean? And she didn't, so I'm just like, whatever, fuck it So I met up with her to go see the theatre And we went and then afterwards, she's just like, yeah, uh, don't you think we should talk? And I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. She's like, well, I think we should talk. I'm like, all right, talk then. And she wouldn't talk. And I'm just like, if you want to talk, talk. As otherwise, I don't give a fuck. Like, this is, I'm done with this shit. It's, it's weeks old. You know what I mean? I don't care. But she wouldn't ever talk. Wouldn't talk. And then she's just like, well, you can go. I'm just like, I'm not going to leave you to wander the back streets of fucking London. Are you out of your fucking mind? That's just, that'd be shitty. So, walked around with her, but she wanted to go get some food. Didn't end up getting food. Then we get to the station, and she's just like, well, my stop, but you know, I have to get off at the very end, so I'm just going down there. And I'm just like, alright. I'm just like, I'm not following you to the end of the fucking station. You know what I mean? If you were like, oh, it's better for me at that end, where where is better for you? And I'd be like, ah, well, probably closer to the other end. So let's just, you know what I mean? Let's just congregate in the middle. Let's just. Flex there Then she's just like No I'm like I ain't following your dumb ass So Yeah Go do your fucking thing man Just like Yo People need to under Fucking stand Something You know what I mean Recognise your fucking selves Like Come at me In a bullshit way Yeah I'm not Going to not Call you out on that shit You insane Fucking It's just some crazy shit Some crazy Fucking shit But um Yeah I'm thinking I probably need to uh, You know Get back to some yoga parties Shit Try and uh, Vent <laughs> but fuck it Because you know what I mean I, I, I don't think I'm unjustified Well I don't think Fine maybe I am but you know Whatever Whatever's happening in my fucking head So be it man But um yo crazy thing So WADA The World Anti-Doping Agency And it like They have finally Made a Fucking decision and got off the fence Because for ages these dumbass idiots have been debating Whether to you know, let Russia compete in sport Because so many Russian athletes are getting caught doping And like we all know it was state sponsored Like if you've seen Yo, if you haven't seen Icarus People, it's on Netflix. Go check that shit out because it is fascinating. Um, so yeah, state sponsored, 
state-sponsored doping programs. And the thing is, Yuri, so they were just like, all right, if you haven't been doping, just give us your files. Give us your files. And we'll, we'll, we'll look at the data. And they gave him a deadline. And obviously, Russia did not meet that deadline. They're like, all right, okay, okay, you know. You give it to us in the next two weeks and you're golden, okay? And they missed that deadline too. Missed it. And WADA is still like, oh, I wonder what we should do about this. It's like you fucking unreliable morons. You know what I mean? It's like they're meant to be protecting athletes, right? So... Listen, if people are cheating, they gotta go. They gotta go. Right? But they have finally made the decision. And um, yeah, so as of now, Russia has been banned from all major sporting events for the next four years, which means that they cannot take part in the Tokyo Olympics next year or the 2022 World Cup that I believe is coming from Qatar I think that's coming from Qatar what is weird though right they can compete at the 2020 European Games um which is yeah next year um, because they don't, <laughs> this is insane, they don't define UEFA as a major event organisation, it's just like, wait, what, huh, they put on the European Games, the, the, the European Club Championships, like, how are they not a major event organization? It's just the most ridiculous thing. But I, I can guarantee the real the real reason is is because the the Euros next year are being held in St. Petersburg. Being held in St. Petersburg, and I, I, you know what I mean? It, they they just think, oh, if we ban you know Russia. From that event, they are going to, you know what I mean, go insane. Go insane. Fuck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? The point of a ban is if it's all-encompassing. It's not like, all right, you're banned from everything, apart from this one thing. But it's just crazy. But, I mean, what a... Are kind of a bunch of limp dick motherfuckers. You know what I mean? It's just, just dragging their feet over this shit for way too long. Way too long. Sport is meant to be clean, clean. But the thing is, this is the thing, right? Not all Russian athletes are banned. Okay, so if if they can prove that you know what I mean they're they're untainted you know they're not involved with all the scandal they can still take part 
in the Olympics. They can still take part, but they they will have to compete. Um, and I think is like um, under a neutral flag, right? So, and that's what happened at the um, Winter Olympics last year. One hundred sixty-eight Russian athletes did compete, but under um, a neutral flag. So there's no anthem, no Russian anthem, no, they can't wear like the Russian uniform or anything like that, but they can compete. And that's the main thing, Gary, because, you know, I think, listen, if you are a real competitor, if you're a real athlete and you're all about that sport, you ain't mad at this because you understand that, yo, Crazy unfair to have like people involved who are just cheating, you know what I mean? So, hey, you'd compete as neutral because, hey, you're if you win, your name is still on that list, you still get that gold medal, you still get the acclaim for doing all that hard work, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that happened. But, um, yeah, let's get into the rest of the shit. All right? Boom. Hey, I'm a, I'm a big fan of art. I, you know, I go to the, I've got membership at the Tate. Go to the, hey, I've got membership at Haywood Gallery. You know, like, yeah, I go to galleries all the time. I like looking at different sorts of art, different sort of sculptures and stuff like that. Like, I've got friends who are artists, right? But, right, this whole controversy about a banana is, is it's weird. Now, I've, I've got, so I've got two different views on this shit, right? So... Italian artist was Maurizio Catalan. Um, he to say he created this artwork called Comedian. Meh. So what he what he's done is he I don't even know if it's on a board, but he he put a ripened banana on a wall with duct tape. Um, yeah. And it's called Comedian. And um, so that's that's what it is. You know what I mean? But it was being displayed at um, uh, Art Basil um, in Miami. Um, which was being held at the um, Puritan Gallery, I believe. Um, now... So this ripened banana, which is on the wall, and the, and the other thing about it as well, right? So the 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 banana comes with a the piece of work comes with a certificate of authenticity. So, um, the banana can be replaced, because yeah, a, a banana. Look, and especially a ripened banana, that's gonna go off pretty quickly, you know, um, and so that's gonna get 
brown and smelly. You're going to have flies all up in it. Uh, so, yeah, suppose I think the idea is when the banana is, you know, off, you you then replace it. But then you're putting new tape up there as well. So, yeah, I know. But, um, yeah, some people paid $120,000, which is £91,000, for this piece of work. They paid that much money for this piece of work, which essentially, right, what are you getting? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Like, what are you getting? Because you you have to replace the bananas. And, yeah, duct tape, it loses its sticketicity. Sticketicity is a word, I believe. Anyway, it should be. Um, so, yeah, the duct tape loses its stickability. Um, so, you're having to... Replace a banana and the duct tape, which you're going to be buying every other week. So, what did you pay for? <laughs> like, what? What did you pay for? So that in itself is like, huh? But whatever, you know what I mean? Like, some this guy, um, Catalina, he he, you know. He put it in the gallery. So yeah, it's now it's now classes art. So whatever it's art, okay? Now, a performance artist. Meh. I mean, he says he's a performance artist. This guy, David Datuna, um, went to the gallery, uh, took the banana off the wall, and ate it. Now Look, he's going, oh, yeah, it's performance art. I'm just like, whatever. It's, look, whatever you feel about the banana, you know, and if it's art or not, eating it's kind of shitty. Yeah, like, you're a bit of a dick for doing that. And going, oh, yeah, it's performance. It's not. You, you you thought doing like eating this is gonna give you some attention. It is just a douchey thing to do. Like yeah, like supposedly the gallery isn't you know, they they asked the guy to leave. Um and they said they're not gonna be pressing charges. But listen, right? Yes, you like people can go, it's just a banana. But he did go to a gallery with the intention of essentially it's defacing someone's art. You know what I mean? That's what he did. So I kind of feel that you gotta yo, oh, you gotta do something. I'd find the dude. Just because yo, know, you you're being disrespectful. You're being an asshole. Right? You know, yes, it's a ripened fucking banana. Whatever. That doesn't matter. You you still took art from a gallery wall, which you're not allowed to do. So let this douche off and you're kind of saying, ah, you know, 
if if you think it's not that you know, important, do whatever you want. Uh, yeah, I feel it sets a bad precedent. And um, yeah, this dude, he was an ascension, attention seeking whore, and it, it's a, just a shitty thing to do. Yeah, yeah, like he's trying to be funny, he's trying to get attention, but come on, man, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Dickhead, right? Come on. <laughs> I mean. Alright, well, this is just fucking crazy. This is insane to me. Alright, so, um, Justin Timberlake put out a, an, an apology statement for something I think he shouldn't have done. Like, I... I think putting out a statement was a dumb thing. So what happened was, right, Timberlake was in New Orleans um, where he was filming um, a new film called Palmer. Um, they, they'd finished for the day, I think, and so him and, you know, other members of the cast and, you know, the crew were out drinking. Right, so he was pictured holding hands with his co-star Alicia Wainwright. Um, yeah, they were holding hands. Right, it's just like whatever, man, whatever. But then people started, I think, mean, putting out gossip that. He's having an affair. Oh no, he's cheating on his wife. Because Timberlake has been, you know, he's married to Jessica Biel. They've been they've been married since 2012. They got a kid. Right? And I just think you don't need to fucking apologize. It, it's ridiculous. So this is what he said. I stay away from gossip as much as I can, but for my family, I feel it's important to address recent rumours that are hurting the people I love. A few weeks ago, I displayed a strong lapse in judgement, but let me be clear, nothing happened between me and my co-star. I drank way too much that night and I regret my behaviour. I should have known better. This is not the example I want to set my son. I apologise to my amazing wife and family for putting them through such an embarrassing situation. And I'm focused on being the best husband and father I can be. This was not that. I'm incredibly, I'm incredibly proud to be working on Palmer. Looking forward to continuing to make this movie and excited for people to see it. Listen, he was holding hands with someone. Look, when you you're, you look when you with friends, you might put your arm around someone, give someone a hug. Like it's just one of those things. And holding someone's hand, that doesn't mean you're sleeping with them. Look, it's a friendship thing. You know, you know what I mean. Like, I think that we've all dated someone, been in a relationship with someone, but. You might have held hands with a, with a friend, a close friend maybe, 
or put your arm around a friend. You know, it's, it's not like that doesn't mean that you want to jump their bones. Look, we're fucking grown ups, people. And yeah, I I think fuck an apology. You know, I would just said, look, anyone that thinks anything else, you're a moron. So just fuck off <laughs> and go get a life. Do you read? Like, look, Jessica Bill, you know, she's been married to him. Like, if she, I, I, I think, she, you know, if she's thinking, oh, he's sleeping with me, with, with someone, that, obviously, they're not, they haven't got a great relationship. There's shit going on. But I think, look, it's, I always say it's show and prove. You know what I mean? So, hey, if I've given you, through my actions, a reason for you to doubt my character, boom, okay. But, hey, how have I been treating you? How have I been behaving? Yo, I'm golden, right? So, what, you're going to believe a stupid rumour? Fuck that shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I look... I don't think he should put out apology. The whole oh, it was a you know it was a bad lapse in ch- fuck that. You are hanging with your peoples. That's all it was, hanging with your peoples. If people want to vilify that, that's on them. You know, and I think we need to get away from this whole shaming shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that person was with that person. That must make... <sighs> Grow up, people. It means people are hanging out. Like, people are allowed to hang out. People are allowed to have drinks. People are allowed to live fucking life. Do you know what I mean? If you've got nothing better to do, then, you know what I mean? Like, spling shit. Yo, that, that, that's just on your sad little life. Your sad little existence. So, yeah, I think it's a sad case of affairs where Timberlake feels that he needs to put out a fucking apology. And then you've got, like, stupid analyst people like Sarah Packer, like, going, oh, yeah, the picture didn't look great, did it? I Shut the fuck up. Like, you're a senior showbiz reporter. Like, what the fuck is that? Really, come on. You, you're you talking whatever just really to go, yeah, I've got a job. You know I mean, this keeps my job alive. Because who cares? Like, you're reporting on celebrities and what they might be doing. Like, just talk about people making films or TV or music. You know what I mean? Ah, talk on that. Anything else, no one gives a fuck. Like, really, why do we care who's sleeping with this, who's sleeping with who, who's married to who? I don't give a fuck, man. Only time I care is if, hey, maybe I'm I'm trying to woo someone. You know what I mean? Then I'd want to know, yo, are they attached to someone? Uh, no. Cool. I'm going to write them a poem. Yeah. But, yeah. Who gives a fuck, man? So, yeah, fuck this shit. And, um, you know, yeah, I just think it's sad that Timberlake felt he had to apologise. Some crazy-ass shit, man. 
it's Christmas coming up, man, and um, I think there's a talk at the moment about uh, children watching unboxing videos of toys on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like probably a few years ago that this whole unboxing thing became, you know, this crazy big deal. And um, yeah, people like experts are worried that children watching these videos um, kind of takes away from the interaction of them actually playing with toys. You know, so hey, there's this whole big discussion going around like, you know, is it right? Should this be allowed? Blah, 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 blah. I think, you know, the, the, the main. Like well, I think it's a crazy thing, right? Because you've got um, that, like in I've seen this thing, and it's talking about like this three-year-old um from the US, and he started you know a channel, and and then there's this girl in the UK, and she started a channel at three. I'm just like, no, 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 no. What are you talking about? They didn't start a fucking YouTube channel at three. No. Their parents started a YouTube channel for them at three. The parents are pimping the kids and encouraging the kids to do it. Because a three-year-old don't know how to, like, do all of that shit. Like, and anyone that says, oh, but my three... Shut the fuck up, you morons. Come on now. Three-year-old ain't uploading videos to YouTube and all of that shit. It's the parents. But I just think the big thing is it's not should kids be watching unboxing videos? Should anyone really be watching unboxing videos? You know, what I mean? I'm not watching a video of someone, ah, oh, I'm thinking of getting a laptop. I'm gonna watch someone take it out of a box. Oh, wait. Oh, he's just ripped the tape. He's picked up one flap. Oh, another flap. Oh, yeah, he's taking it out. Like, the only thing with flaps on that I'm watching online, well, it ain't unboxing. <laughs> you get me? Like, it's ridiculous. Why, like, why would anyone want to watch someone else taking Toys, computer games, trainers, out of boxes. Come on, people. Really? Really? Look, if you want shit, save up. Go buy your own shit. Like, look, is if you there's a different thing, yeah? So if you want to know how it works, now I've watched videos on you know setting something up, like how to work something That's a different thing You know, that's not an unboxing That's just, you know, a user manual Or you want to check You're wondering like, uh, what microphone should I buy? This one or that one? So you look at reviews It's another thing But someone just taking it out of a box Get the fuck out of here What? What is that? That's some crazy shit And Alright, listen, I realise there's probably a lot of you out there who are watching that. So, listen, 
if if you take offense from what I've said, yeah, damn right, motherfuckers. So you should take offense because it is crazy and it's weird. Look, go do something else, right? Don't do something else. Go on a fucking rabbit hole on YouTube. Look at some crazy videos. You know what I mean? Like, go look at some porn. Something else. Play video games. But unboxing videos? What next? You gonna go murder someone? Huh? Yo, I have to say, I'd forgotten all about it. But, you know what I mean? I'm glad it's sorted now. And I'm referring to the Elon Musk tweet that some would want you to believe rocked the internet and that was the um the pedo guy tweet you know back in 20 2018 20 yeah 2018 gosh um yeah uh, it was when the um the thai football team got trapped in the uh in the caves with the water and everything like that And divers had to go in to rescue them It was on the news I believe um, There's two films <laughs> There's two films Or two TV series There's two something That that have been made uh, That will be um, You know Dealing with the matter I think both are due out next year uh, So yeah you know, um, during, you know, because they were like, oh, how are we going to get these kids out of the cave? You know, and, and I think none of them could swim. So it was a big, like, to-do, to-do, bruha, um, whatever phrase you want to use, basically. But yeah, all of this went down. And I remember at the time, Elon Musk sent... Uh, a a small submarine that could traverse caves and a a group of engineers to try and help. I mean, a lot of people were donating money, were were trying to help. And there was this guy who was out there, Vernon Unsworth, who is a um, a diver, a diving instructor. He's a a UK chap uh, who... Spends half the year in Thailand, reportedly, and he was there. And um, what? So while he was there, he uh, he he trained, um, he trained, and I think he he found some people who would help in the rescue. And um, you know, at the time. So this is the crazy thing about it, right? So at the time, he was interviewed by CNN and he said that Tesla um, sending the sub was a PR stunt and he should stick the submarine um, where it hurts. So this is what my man said. And so Musk (laughs) replied... um, Ah, so what did he say? He said something along the lines of, um, the guy's a P, he's a pedo guy, you know what I mean? Like, just, you know, like, can you trust this guy? What does he know? Um, 
And yeah, because of that, because of that, um, Unsworth sued Tusk, like seeking a hundred and ninety million dollars, which is one hundred and forty-five million pounds in damages. That yeah, that's what that's what he was looking to get. The um, yeah, the jury were just like, nah, <laughs> uh, nah, that that ain't happening because you know he he deleted the tweet, he apologized and moved on, and also like the jury was like, look, no one's gonna read the tweet and go. Pedo guy, oh Vernon Unsworth, or or even oh he's a pedo then. No, that's that's not gonna. It's like it's not gonna happen. It was the craziest thing I kind of thought went on. Do you agree? Because it's just like look, you're arguing with someone. You know you don't. Call out someone's best characters. Showing it's just like, wait, did you just push me? Yeah, yeah, I pushed you. And you know what? I bet you donate money to kids, you cad. No, no one's gonna do. You are looking to hurt the person. You're 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 looking to insult the person. So you throw as much shade as you can. If they've got a big nose, you're gonna say they got a big nose. If if they've you know a a, a bit heavy, you're gonna call them fat. Yo, you might call them short. You like whatever you can think of, you're gonna sling that shit. And I think you know, the 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 crazy thing as well, right? The crazy thing about this as well is, Unsworth started the shit. Like, you know what I mean? He's the one that came out and was just like, "Ugh, it's a it's a publicity stunt." He should stick that submarine where it hurts. Which, like, what are you doing? Like, what? Why? Why are you saying that? Like, there's no need for that. Because a lot of people were offering up solutions to trying to help. It wasn't like, you know, it's a minor little thing. Everyone thought that these kids were going to die. You know, I think Bill Gates gave money. So, it's just a bit like, just go. Alright, you know what? Musk has sent this. Hey, you know what? We're going we're gonna to look at all... Possibilities, whatever gets these kids out, you know what I mean? Whatever gets these kids out, we're gonna try. You know, we might look to send human divers down first. That don't work. Of course, we're gonna deploy this submarine. That's all. Like, say something like that. You don't have to throw shade. Like, there's no need to throw shade. So, I think as soon as you start something, yo, you gotta be prepared. To, um, you know what I mean? Deal with the follow-up from that shit. You know, it's, it's just like, look. Ev- I think everyone understands that. If you say something about someone. B. 
be prepared for the comeback. You can't call someone out, you know what I mean, say something, however you, you know what I mean, whatever you think of that person. You, If you say something, you can't then get a response from that person and then, you know what I mean, crawl fat, call foul. Can't do it. Because you started that whole thing. I think if um if Musk had like nothing Underwood haven't said anything and if he had said, Yo, hey, yes, I'm gonna go and try and help these kids out in Thailand. Huh, I saw this pedo guy hanging out there. He looks like a proper nonce. Yo, that's a different thing. You know what I mean? That's a that's an attack from nowhere. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. And I just think the whole, you're looking for $190 million. What the fuck is that? Like, what? You're looking, like, where does that come from? Like, where did you pull that figure? (laughs) You know what I mean? Then that's a crazy figure just to, to pull out. It just seems insane, and I think it's just the whole, you know, Underworth is saying, oh, I felt humiliated, ashamed, dirtied, effectively from day one, I was given a life sentence without parole, it hurts to talk about it, that's what he said um, when he left court, It's, it's just like, what are you talking about? Like, anyone that reads a, a tweet and goes, oh, that's that's true. They're an idiot. They would have believed anything about you. Like, you're, you can't tell me that your close friends and anyone like that from that tweet were just like, oh, Vernon. Um, I'm not sure I can look at you in the same light. You know, that's not gonna happen. Or um, you know, it's like someone's gonna. I let my grandchildren hang out with you. Oh no, you cad! Ah, oh, I'm in shock. Oh no, yep. No one's gonna do that. It's insane. And um, the whole it it you know I mean I, I was given a life sentence. Son, you're 64. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> that's, that's not many years. <laughs> like, if you were 18, you know what I mean? So, like, yo, that's a life sentence. Yo, that ain't a life sentence, son. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ain't living long. <laughs> Who are we kidding? <laughs> you're an old fucking man. Shut up. And night like 190. What are you going to spend that on? Like, crazy motherfucker. It, it, it's just ridiculous. So, look, I ain't got any skin in the game with this. I just think, grow the fuck up. You know what I mean? Look, you slung an insult, you got slung back on. That's it. We just carry on with our days. You don't go suing people. It's ridiculous. And, yeah, I'm just glad that, you know, the jury saw sense 
Because imagine if homie won, right? Imagine if that had happened. The amount of people who would be suing from arguments. It would be crazy. I mean, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be scared myself. Hey, and as I said, look, I've talked so much shit. <laughs> So much shit this week already I'd be getting so many writs It'd be insane So thank God for that jury You have saved my life people I salute you So in the UK We've got a, um, a supermarket chain Called Morrison's And um they have, um, you know, they're just about to launch a uh, a pork pie for vegans, right? So they're going to launch this pork pie for vegans, and um, it's called a no pork pork pie, right? So yes, so they're launching it in all their stores. Apart from their store in Melton Mowbray And so this is the thing Melton Mowbray is supposedly the birthplace of the pork pie And um, yeah, so they they put out this internal memo um, Saying that... um, As Melton Mowbray is celebrated around the world as the home of the original pork pie, the decision has been taken that only pork pies made following the traditional meat-based recipe should be stocked in the store. Which is just a bit like... Huh? (laughs) Like... It's just a bit of a weird decision to make Because like, alright I don't really think that people are going to be offended You know what I mean? And I'm sure that not everyone who lives in Melton Mulberry Is a meat eater I, I, you know, I I bet there is probably a few vegetarians and vegans in the spot. So, what are they gonna do? <laughs> like, and how's it gonna really um, offend anyone? It, it, it it's just weird. It's weird, and really, come on, man. If, um, you know, like, if you think it's offensive, just don't call it a no pork pork pie. I think that is the key here. Because why are we calling, like, these meat replacement items, like, you know, fake beef and Fake chicken and because like none of this stuff actually tastes like beef or chicken, 
and the and the and the thing being, this is the thing, right? People that have gone vegan or vegetarian, it's usually because they don't want to kill animals. So, I I don't really think that they are necessarily. I mean, maybe some are, but I I don't think the big thing is. Right, I want a is something that looks like a chicken, but isn't a chicken. You know what I mean? So, just call it a vegan pie. Just call it a vegan pie. Boom, there you go. Stock it wherever the fuck you want. Yeah, that, that I think that's a crazy thing. But you see, like the these things that are meant to look like a a. a you know, a beef joint, a, a a pork joint, like some gammon, all of that, and it's not. It just seems weird. So why are we calling it, you know, fake beef, fake pork, fake chicken? It's like, just call it a vegan pie. Like, when you look at it, it doesn't look like pork. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, you look at, you know... The actual insides of this thing, it does not look like pork at all. So, yeah, just call it a pie. Just call it a pie and stock it wherever. And, yeah, just stop calling all of this fake stuff, you know, it's fake duck or no duck duck. It's, it's, no, just think of a, of a silly name Call it that. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, it's not me. So, why even associate it to? Because I've, I've look, I've tried some of this shit, and um, hey, some of it tastes fine. It, look, it's, it's not necessarily disgusting, but I never think, oh yes, that. Tastes exactly like chicken. It's like crisps. You know, when, when you see like these adverts for water, new flavored Walkers or Pringles, like Thai curry flavor and venison flavor, and it's just like, no, it, it, it doesn't. It tastes nothing like these supposed flavors. So, what are we like? Who are we kidding? Just call it. Fuzzy bang bang, or you, you know what I mean? Because that's essentially you. Know, you could say whatever. It's just a different taste in your mouth. That's all it is. So yeah, let's stop. You know what I mean trying to associate things with that aren't with their you know meat counterparts. Just call it something, and you're fine. You know, you avoid any. Comparison, you avoid. Oh, we don't want to offend this person or that person. It's just like, ugh, stop it. Does stop it. It's just, uh, it's just very weird and foolish. You know what I mean? Just, ugh. All right, boom. Let's get into some other, yeah, some other non fake bullshit. All right. Okay, so. Just back from um, seeing Death of a Salesman, which was so damn good, people. So damn good. Like, yo, if you don't know, D- 
Depot Salesman is an Arthur Miller play, um, which debuted in 1949. 1949. So that makes it, what, 80 years old? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. 80 years old. Or, or no, 70. I think, 70 or 80 years, <laughs> you know what I mean, which is crazy, right, um, and it's won so many awards, you know what I mean, like to- a Tony, the Pulitzer Prize for Drama, um, yeah, it, it, it's done it all, done it all, so, um, you know, it, it's, it came from Broadway, uh, to the Piccadilly Theatre, uh, which, you know, after the ceiling collapsed, it was, it was just thankful to um, be able to rebook the tickets, um, and yeah, it was Matt like performing. So we had Wendell Pierce, um, he played Willie Loman, um. Sharon D. Clark played his wife, Linda Lohman. Um, also had uh, Soap uh, Dirisu, who played Biff Lohman. Natty Jones played Harp Lohman. Um, like Victoria Hamilton Barrett, she was up in it. Playing Jenny and a woman uh, Carol Stennett was Mrs. Foresight Ian Borner He played um, Bernard Trevor Cooper played Charlie Lohman Joseph Medell, Uncle Ben uh, Matthew Saden Young played Howard um yeah it it was just a really good production and look so the thing about it was it was like the set was it was a minimal set a minimal set which was was nice it was nice uh and like a lot of the scenes were um changed you you like they had like chairs and tables kind of that were lowered down from the ceiling um and yeah then you know the light would change a little bit boom 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 then you've got a bar you've got the house but you know wasn't too many locations really i think like the house the office um yeah the bar uh and a motel room Uh, yeah i think essentially it was just about yeah, four locations, um, but just, like, there's a thing about it was, so, you know, when you first meet the characters, you, you get the impression of these really nice, wholesome, you know, people, like, Willie, you know, a family man, all about, you know, making sure that the kids and the wife are looked after and everyone is just doing well and he's instilling these values into the kids and yeah it's just good 
but then you kind of feel there's this undercurrent of deception. You know what I mean? Like everything is kind of a facade, really. When you break it all down, it's all a facade. And and no one is really like really letting their their, their true feelings and emotions out. And there's times when they make an attempt to, but then it all kind of gets pushed, pushed back. But we we realise that Willie might not be, you know what I mean? He might not be the stand-up dude that, you know, we've been led to believe, you know? It's, it's all a bit of a facade And you see how that has created a ripple effect And the repercussions Like hit everyone Do you know? and, and You know it, it, it's just like Those things Have now transformed Everyone else's lives Really Which is I think that's real interesting, right? And it, it it's something that we can, I think, all relate to. It, it's something that resonates still to this day. That message is still the same, you know? And we see it so much. How many times do you kind of see that, oh, this... This actor or musician who everyone thought was straight-laced and, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, has been found to be cheating on their partner or, you know, know, into hard drugs or something like that. And it's just like, look, the world would just be a better place if we're just all honest. You know what I mean? If we all just be like, yeah. This is who I am. This is what I think. It would just be a completely easier, simpler existence if we could do that. You know, because it's just like you you see how Willie is living his life and it's just it's the lies. It's the lies, and you know, when he peels it all back, hasn't really got any friends. You know, he he's kind of talked everything up that he's the big man, and everyone knows his name, and everyone respects him. But yeah, when it gets boiled down, he doesn't have any real friends, and that's just that's just sad. You know. It's crazy sad And I, you know It's just a shame And it's just like Why Why do that to yourself You know It's just like he, There was opportunities as well That he didn't take Because he'd been living this lie And if he took those opportunities He'd have to admit to people That yeah Things aren't how he'd been saying And it's just like Look I mean the big thing is Look You know what I mean If we need help Ask for that help Why You know you just 
why live life like that? Why why be crazy like that? It's insane, right? But yeah, the, a story written in 1949 still just has that powerful message, still hits home. And ain't just the performances, man. Like Wendell Pierce was phenomenal. He really was just such a presence on the stage, just you know what I mean, just feeling it resonating through. And everyone else, everyone just killed like Sharon D. Clark, um, you know, soap and Natey. Really just They're the people that we saw the most Really Just, you know, the the four Lomans As it were And yeah, they they were just Great Great I, I definitely would recommend Anyone to go see this If you can I think it's it's only Um Gonna be on until I think the beginning of January. Yeah, the fourth of January is when it when it ends its run. So hey, people need to act and act pretty yeah, pretty quick. You know, because you, you can definitely be sure that a lot of people are, are going. <laughs> and especially when the um theatre had to close for those days with the um, ceiling and all, but yeah, really, really enjoyable. Yeah, definitely recommend it, people. Go check it out, Death of a Salesman. Okay, people, you've got to check out this week's Chin Check. We have got the rematch between Andy Ruiz Jr. and Anthony Joshua. That was... Yeah, that was an interesting one That was definitely an interesting one The clash on the dunes in Saudi Arabia So yeah, we got that And then we've got the UFC card, man Um, Alistair Overeem against Jalzinho Rosenstroke Oh my days It'd been a Bit of a, uh, you know what I mean? A bit of a dark couple of weeks, no UFC, but yo, it came back with a real fun card with just some incredible performances. Like the first fight, whoa, Makmamad Moradov against Trevor Smith, that was insane. Wow, man, we saw a, a rare twister. Going um a few real brutal knockouts. Um yeah, couple of draws. It's definitely a fun card, man. So yes, check out this week's chin check for all of the action. Okay, so this week I was um yeah, trying to find something to watch. I started uh, V Wars, but man, I I had to tap out. Had to tap out. It's like um, I mean, the idea 
isn't a bad one, you know, um, but it's just the execution, it's like, these people are, you know, supposedly, like, medical researchers, and, you know, like, the FBI and all of this, but the mistakes, a lot of the stupidness these people are doing, it just drives you insane, you know, it's just like, when they realise that, oh, the, the, the two guys were ill from a contagion, instead of then thinking, who have we been in contact with, who could we apply, they don't do anything, so this thing just spreads and spreads, and then it's just like, all these people uh, are hacking the FBI's, you know, coverage of the whole thing, and just, like, so easily, it's just boggling, you've, obviously, they've got this, um, uh, kind of like, Gonzo News Crew, who are like, you know, they've got a website, they're putting things on social media, oh, and, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous, it was, yeah, I, I just couldn't, couldn't go on with it, it's driving me insane, so, instead of that, I checked out, uh, Home for Christmas, which is a six-part Norwegian um, comedy, drama type of thing. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, so I, I figured I'd check that out. The episodes are, ah, they're like 20... 25 minutes, so nothing, nothing too crazy, which is, you know, always a good thing, uh, so it is from Anna Gutu and Pierre Olav Sarenson, they directed all the episodes, and, um, it's starring Ida Ellis Broche, Arthur Hakalatati, Haig Schwein, Udig Foon, Algira Clark, Eric Curtis Johnson, um, and a, a whole heap of other people whose names I cannot pronounce and I'm butchering. <laughs> Terribly. <laughs> so uh, the gist of the show is this. Johanna is a 30-year-old successful nurse in Norway who once again finds herself sitting with her young nephews at the end of the family table in the run-up to Christmas because she is the only single adult there. After being quizzed by family members about her ex-boyfriend from three years ago and assured by them that she'll find someone soon, Johanna finally cracks and tells her startled family a lie that she has a boyfriend. What follows um, is a six-part series about Johanna's mission to find a boyfriend who will join her for the family's Christmas 
it says Christmas Day meal, but really, it's um, it's the Christmas Eve meal. Yeah, it it wasn't Christmas Day, so um, yeah, kind of weird. Um, yeah, so that's the that's the series. Um, now there are a, a good few references to Bridget Jones, to Love Actually. Because Love Actually is Johanna's favourite film um, So yeah, and you can see within this That, um, you know, they, they've tried to mine those films You know, they've taken certain sentiments from those um, Certain things and, and tried to re-recreate Re-recreate? Re-re... Re-recreate? No, that's not even a word. Create. Recreate? Recreate. Recreate. No, that is a word. Yes. Um. Well. <laughs> yes. So they, they, they tried to, you know, put their spin on things from those films, essentially. Which is fine. That's all fine. And I and I think, you know, it's not, I think, starting off, it was okay. It wasn't too bad. You know, it was it was an easy watch, which is always, you know, that that's, there's often times when you don't want an intense, like, drama or a documentary. You know, you just want something that's light and just easy. And so, yeah, I think this started off. In that vein Which was, yeah, you know, fine You know, she's on this mission She's trying to find a guy And obviously, you, you have everyone Giving their spin on things I I do think, though it, it went a bit too Heavy on the Clichés Because I've seen a lot of people Talking about this, saying how How fresh and original it is And, you know, like Yeah But I I don't See it Hmm Yeah, it's one of those ones where you scratch your head And you'd be like, did we watch The same thing Listen, as I said, look, this isn't A terrible series It's pretty easy going and all of that But as I said, look, it goes really heavy on cliches. So it's like because yeah, we've got the parents going, oh, what about your boyfriend? Haven't you got a boyfriend? You need to meet someone. Blah blah blah. Or it's all her, you know, siblings and friends. They've all partnered up. They've all got kids, so they're all saying the same. You know. And it's just like, ah, look, we've seen this, we've done this We know what happens with this And obviously, when she's then blurts out I've got a boyfriend, you're like, okay, alright I know where this is going as well So, yes, her friend kind of, um Kind of signs her up to an online dating Tindery type of thing And Yeah, so her friend is You know, swiping for her And 
you know, then suddenly dates are coming. And it's just what, you know, because she had the app, but she didn't really use it. So once her friend did a few little things, then suddenly all these, all these dates come flying in, which is just a bit like, ugh, no, no. But yeah, so that happens. And all this time, the quirky, crazy roommate, you know, deep down, she just feels a bit lonely, you know? So you've got that, and it's just like, oh, man, come on. Let's not be so crazy with the cliches. So, but we see her going on several dates, and as you'd imagine, some dates, you know, like, just not great. Not great. You know, she goes on a date with someone in an escape room, which goes a bit crazy. She then meets a guy in a bookshop and she thinks, ah, yes. But then that doesn't work out. Um, Meets another guy. Then she goes on some, like, a spinning date. Everything's like, hurf. I don't know, I wouldn't go spinning <laughs> for a first date, that seems a bit crazy, but yes, so we, we had all these different scenarios, all these different scenarios of dates, now she's in a day job as the nurse in the hospital, and you know, she's dealing with patients, so obviously, she's telling, like, everyone knows what she's doing, so the patients are giving her advice on what to do, and blah, 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 so we have that, you know, the head nurse doesn't seem to like her, she's got a best friend who she works with, but doesn't really interact with, it's just a weird one, suppose it's a best friend, but then, you know, it's, it, which, it makes you question that whole situation, because it's just a weird way in which they kind of, I think they just created those characters, you know, um, so we have all of this going on, now, the weird, like, a weird point is, like, later in the series, we find out stuff about her parents, which then, you know, makes you wonder, look, I don't know if her parents would be asking the questions and acting the way they were acting at the beginning when we had this thing going on. You know, it's all... Busy. Yeah, it just throws everything. Because it's just like, okay, you've made this revelation. Which would then, if that was the case. Their mindset would be a lot different to how you have shown it. So there's that. But I think one of the jarring things about this show. Is. Like, it, they, they're trying to force these moments, so, yeah, sometimes, like, something goes wrong, and then she's just, like, stop, everyone, everyone, and she makes this big speech, like, I think there's about three, four times when she makes these big speeches, and you're just, like, huh, like, what, What's going on here? Because the speeches don't make any sense. They really veer off and start going, they bring in a whole lot of other stuff that's just like, huh? 
like there's a bit in the nightclub and she then goes off on all the guys there when only like one guy truly has been acting like a dick Yo, who comes in, gets in her face and starts a big thing. Someone else tries to defend her, but then no one else is like, but yeah, she goes off on every single guy in the place and starts to talk about things that have no reference on the situation. And it it becomes more a monologue than actually... Like, it's not believable on something that someone would say, even when pissed off, you know? Because then it's just like bringing in a whole heap of other stuff, and it's just like, why can't everyone just get along? And it's like, yo, calm down, man. Calm down. And, yeah, these weird monologues... They just throw everything because they just don't fit the scene. You know, it's just like, okay, we need her to get on a soapbox and then deliver this diatribe. Yeah, it will look really good. It will look really good if we have these moments. Like, she does it again at the dinner table at the end of the film. Oh, end of the show, end of the series, last episode. And she does this whole thing. And it's just like, huh? Because it's just about like, oh, well, these people, these people mean everything to me. And I think it shows us. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, whoa, 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 that you wouldn't talk to like your family and your friends like that. It was such a, it's a weird cadence and it's just a weird delivery. So it's just, yeah. It does these these weird scenes that they thought ah this will be great this will speak to the current climate you know this will t- speak on how society currently is less we got to include this by doing that and doing it in the way that they did it kind of really messes up the flow of the program so yeah there there is that. Which was, um, yeah, just a bit odd Just a bit odd Um, Also, another thing that was a, A weird thing to have A weird thing to do So she's got all these guys You know, that she's trying to meet And trying to talk to, trying to get a date and, you know, it, it, it's just like you have one guy Like the guy in the nightclub He's getting a bit too... You know, he's trying to grab her and, you know, just a bit too in her face. And so it's showing this, which isn't right, right? But then, on the flip, we have a woman. We have a woman that is interested in her. And, you know, like, if we're talking about boundaries, if we're talking about what's acceptable and stuff like that, this woman went... Way Yuri like way above What she should be doing You know because it's just like There was no Lead on You know like she wasn't going Yeah yeah I'm interested Like that it was none of that at the beginning So 
but this woman's still persevering. This woman is still a bit handsy with her and a bit like this. But nothing is said. And I just kind of feel, okay, if we're talking about boundaries, if we're talking about what's acceptable behavior, you need to call that. You know, it's just like you can't go, oh, well, it's a woman, so that, that's acceptable. No, 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 no. Because if that behavior isn't acceptable from the guy, then it shouldn't be acceptable from the woman. You know? But it's just allowed. Which I feel is, gives off very conflicting and confusing messaging. You know, it's just like, oh, well, yeah, obviously a woman can't rape a woman. Yeah, that's a load of bullshit. A woman can rape a woman. You know what I mean? A woman can give unwelcome advances to another woman. So, yeah, you can't just go, mm, this is fine. That that was weird. And yeah, it, it's just, I think, you're you're trying to go this route where it's just like i'm open to new i'm open to new things i'm trying to change i'm trying to find but you if you if that is what you're trying to show if that's what you're trying to display that's the messaging on like this then that's what it has to be but that wasn't it's not the case and i think that's fine but have that within the the context of the show, you know what I mean, you can have that going like, uh, I'm meant to be open, but I just can't, I can't see myself with that person, oh, I know, <sighs> but yeah, I realise it's cutting off the nose despite my face a little, but fuck it, I just can't, I'm not doing that, but, 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 like, if that was an inner monologue, if that was something that said, then boom, that makes sense, that fits, that works, and that's what happens, that's what we do, you know, because people always go, yeah, I'm happy to talk to anyone, and then it's just like, oh, but not them, they just look creepy, but that's what you think, and that's what you're saying to yourself, so, you know what I mean, so, I feel that needs to be shown, um, because, yeah, it's just not, like, I think the show wants to be a bit clever. The show wants to be, like, this updated love, actually. This, you know, new, new generational Bridget Jones. But it just becomes a bit of a pale comparison. Because they were a bit too... I think they were just a bit too lax on the writing, you know, that like, they just didn't really think about everything all the way through, it was just like, this will make a good scene, or this would be a good point to include, you know, so it's like, yeah, let's have her date a younger guy, let's have her date a, let's do, and so they have these things, and like, they throw these other bits in, but then that's it, it doesn't get touched on again, so it just doesn't make a lot of sense a lot of the time, you know, we have the flow of the show, just a bit like, meh, messed around, we have like, 
there's two instances where, you know, her, her, her people that she didn't want to date, then meet people she knows, and it's like, boom, straight away, now they're in love, and you're just like, what are you doing, yo, this isn't nuanced, this isn't subtle, this is just a bit lazy, and I feel that is where it start. the show starts to fall down, you know, like, as I said, it's an okay, easy watch, it's not going to tax your mind at all, and if you think too much about it, you just become a bit like, ugh, frustrated, just because, yeah, the writing could be a lot better, you know, the writing could be a lot better, for the most part, though, the acting is decent, the most part, the acting is decent, um, I did have to watch the dub version because, you know, subtitles are a pain in the ass trying to uh, read them, especially when it's really fast talking. And the, yeah, the the sub like the dubbed <laughs> the dub voices don't always work. <laughs> you mean they don't always work. And especially like if you hear a certain scene in Norwegian, and then you hear it dubbed, yeah, there's a, com- like, complete difference, which I think could be, um, a, a, that, that definitely could play into how you digest this, you know what I mean, definitely that, but I will say, listen, listen, I hate Christmas, okay, so, you know, this kind of thing, hey, it can always go either way with me because of that fact, but I I would say, look, if you like, um, if you like certain shows, if you like certain things, so if you, if, if you're a huge fan of things like, um, oh, Chalet Girl, I think that was one, like, Love Rosie, you know, those sort of shows, like, um, The Fault in the Stars, you know, those sort of things, if you like those programming, if you like that writing, then this is a show for you, you will definitely be on board, because I feel it's those sort of sentiments, you know what I mean? So yeah, if that's your thing, and if you're a huge Christmas fan, you know, yeah, Home for Christmas is the show for you, look, it's six episodes, it's not very long, they're like 20, 25 minutes an episode, if that, so yeah, you can knock this out of the park crazy quick, Um, I might say, if subtitles aren't a problem for you, probably watch it, you know, with those on, I think that might enhance your viewing pleasure. But yeah, it's on Netflix. So yeah, crack it open if it sounds like it could be something for you. Home for Christmas. Okay, so, um, man, like, I was struggling. Ain't gonna lie, I was struggling. I didn't know what to read next. So I thought I'd go back a little bit. 
um, and I picked up a book that I've, I'd, I'd read, uh, gosh, it's a good few years back, man, I, I don't know, like six, at least six years ago, probably a bit longer, but, so it was Mind Star Rising. This is book one in the Greg Mandel trilogy by Peter F. Hamilton, uh, narrated by Toby Longworth. And um, yeah, I'm a really big Peter F. Hamilton fan. Um, Ink, I've liked really most of the stuff he's done. I mean, there was one trilogy that I just hated <laughs> oh my god um i think it was the night dawn trilogy i hated that trilogy so much oh yeah it was bad it was real bad but all the other stuff the federation stuff like um the void trilogy loved that i mean like yeah all all these other stuff really enjoyed the commonwealth stuff um, yeah, the Commonwealth Universe books, the the Confederation Universe, like, all of that, really enjoyed that shit, um, but yeah, so I figured I would check out, um, yeah, Mindstar again, um, so this is the, um, the gist of the book, Greg Mendel, late of the Mindstar Battalion, has been many things in his life. Commando, freedom fighter, assassin. Now he's a freelance operative with a very special edge, telepathy, in the high-tech, hard-edged world of tomorrow. He's the man to call when things get rough, but this time he may have bitten off more than he can chew. Stakes have never been higher. Mindstar Rising is the first book in the Greg Mandel trilogy. The novel introduces the major characters in the series, most notably Greg and Julia Evans. It combines elements of classic detective novels with science fiction. The novel centres round the growth of Event Horizon Company, founded by Julia's grandfather, Peter Evans. Beset by industrial saboteurs, the company seeks help in the form of ex-military Mindstar Brigade turned private detective Greg Mandel. The company's leads in rebuilding a 21st century England after the People's Socialist Party, PSP, a tyrannical communist government, had first crushed the country and then collapsed, leaving it in shambles. Initially hired to solve a mystery involving missing stocks from a zero-G satellite production facility, he's rehired to find the source of attacks on a stored personality of Evans after the industrialist's death. Now, um, yeah, this was a um, really intriguing book. Um, it kind of reminds me of an Alistair, uh, Alistair Reynolds book um, that they made into um, a Netflix series. I think it was last year. Ah, no, 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 no. Got that completely wrong. No, it was Richard K. Morgan, Altered Carbon. That is it. 
Altered Carbon, um, Takashi Kovacs, and all of that. Great book. Rest of the series sucks ass, though. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely interested to see because the second book is going to be hitting Netflix, I think, at the end of this year. Or maybe beginning of next year. I don't know. Um, yeah, side tangent though, obviously. Um, but yeah, Greg Mandel kind of reminds me of um, a little bit of Altered Carbon. You know, and it's not really the same book either. You know what I mean? It's completely kind of different in concept and all of that. But um yeah, there are kind of parts of this that kind of remind me of that vibe. Um, but uh, yeah, god damn it, I just lost track a lot, didn't I? Um, but yes, anyway, uh, yeah, I really, I did, I really enjoy this book. I think it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's great. I like the fact that you have this, um, like. Hard technology, hard science, hard sci-fi, um, which is, a lot of it is based on stuff that is currently being looked at, you know what I mean? Um, so it's not out of the realms of, ugh, this could never happen. Yeah, a lot of it is like, oh yeah, no, <laughs> I can imagine that shit happening. But then, on top of all of that, is this kind of detective story So it's all this kind of um, stuff And you've kind of got You know, he does build in that human element Into it You know, it's very character based as well It's not just super idea, super idea, super idea You know, it's kind of that breaking down of character And everything like that So it is very intriguing uh, which is good, you know, it, it helps it move along, and everything like that, I mean, there is stuff that is a little bit just like, I wish that didn't happen, like, you know what I mean, I think sometimes, you know, they, they throw in these characters, where it's just like, everyone falls in love with this one, and ah, she always turns heads, and blah, 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 and then they have another character who is just like, she's really attractive, but her friend is even more attractive, so she doesn't feel like she's attractive, when it's just like, really, 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 or it's just like, um, you know, no one else could work this thing out, but she worked it out, oh, it's a bit like, ah, you know, hmm, I'm not buying that, that irritates me, but, yes, there's not a lot of that, there's a little bit of that sometimes, but there's not, in, there's not too much to make you go, fuck this book, you know, because, yeah, a lot of it is really just a kind of detective story. You know, there's a good little bit where um, there's a kidnapping and and you're kind of thinking, oh, yeah, that's just like, oh, that was crazy. But then it's kind of broken down why it happened. And you're like, oh, shit. OK, yeah, I see that. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, nasty. And so, yeah, that's good. 
So, yeah, there's a lot of that kind of stuff in it. And he doesn't... Hamilton doesn't kind of shy away from some grimy shit. You know? And and it's just, like... Ain't this stuff that makes sense? Like, to get out of this situation... Alright, we can do it, but we got to do this. And it's just a bit like, oh, fuck. That's... That's tough. That is tough. But yeah, and so they do it, and it's just like, oh, god damn, I do not envy that. So that's good. And and also, like, some of the things, like, you know, there's a character that has this ability, but the ability can, like, fucks them up. And they're not pleasant because of it. And so, like, yeah, it makes it, it's not just like, Oh, you get everything and now you're super and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's consequences for this shit. So I like that part of it all. You know, that all makes sense. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's a fun book. Um, yeah, there's a few bits that are just a bit like, uh, you know, like, I don't. The, the stuff between Greg and Julia, eh, I could have done without that. You know what I mean? I, I really could have done without that. Especially when we know what Greg has. And you're just like, so why the fuck? Really? With, ugh, come on, man. I just, I, no, I don't buy that. But, um, yeah, you know, shit happened. Everything else, though, yeah, I'm on board. I was on board with it. It, it was fun. Like, there was a bit towards the end when, um, I think they jump to this conclusion, and you're just a bit like, wait, why the fuck would they jump to that conclusion? You know, you really, because I'm just like, isn't stuff about, um, I don't know, like, you, you, you're judging people on what they actually do. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, it's, it's just like judge people on their actions. Not on, like, just assumptions. And when they haven't shown anything that would make you think, ooh, shysty. Yeah, it's a bit like, for then suddenly everyone to go, oh, they must be shysty. It's a bit like, wait, where the fuck would that come from? Where would that assumption come from? You know? So there was a bit where you're just a bit like, wait, what? Why the fuck would... Huh, I don't know about that, you know what I mean, um, yeah, that was a bit like, really, really, but other than that, yeah, other than that, thoroughly enjoyed it, um, I can, yeah, it all comes back to why I really enjoyed it the first time I read it, and so, yeah, I'm, you know, Finishing off this uh, trilogy, yeah, I can see myself doing that. Book two is a quantum murder, and the um, final book is the nano flower. I cannot even remember anything about those next two books, so yeah, <laughs> I will enjoy um, getting back into this at um, some point. So, um Yes, if you um are a fan, um, and you you know, I think if you've enjoyed, 
And if you've enjoyed anything else by Peter of Hamilton, you'll like this. If you... Yeah, I, I, as I, men- I mentioned him at the beginning, if you enjoy Alistair Reynolds' books, I think you'll enjoy this. If you enjoyed Altered Carbon, the Richard Cady, um Morgan book that is now a Netflix series, if you enjoy that, I think you'll enjoy this as well. Right? So, um, yeah, Mind Star Rising, book one in the Greg Mandel series. Um, by Peter F. Hamilton, read by to- Toby Longworth. It's on Audible. Go check it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Okay, people, so as we draw to the end of another episode, let's hit with a bit of TV news before we bounce. So, um... Fans of Reno 911 can rejoice because the series is coming back for a seventh season on the new Quibi short form streaming service. Um, Robert Ben Garnett, Kenny, Kerry Kenny. And Thomas Lennon are returning to write and star in the new season. Um, yeah, which will follow the misadventures of a group of deputies working for the Reno Sheriff's Department. So, um, yeah, kind of crazy because it's been 10 years since the show went off the air. But yeah, it will be back. Um, Netflix have given a series order for a limited series adaptation of Sven Carlson and Jonas uh, Legion Hufut's new book, Spotify Untold. Um, It tells the story of how the popular music streaming service was created And um, it's David and Goliath um, battle to, uh, yeah, become a global titan, supposedly Um, It's going to be a Swedish-English language series uh, supposedly in the vein of the social network So, um, yeah, I don't know It could be interesting um, Sticking with Netflix Man, fans of the chilling adventures of Sabrina People The new season, or as they're referring to it as part three will be hitting the service on the 24th of January so uh yeah that will be good um yeah like we you know I think this season it's uh looks like you know she's going to hell to uh rescue um Nicholas Scratch so yeah, I think it'll be fun. Ten episodes again, and um, yeah, 
like if if you're a fan of the previous, hey, you you you're definitely gonna enjoy that. Um, also, uh, on the DC front of things, um, yeah, they've got a uh, big crossover taking place. Um, soon, uh, infinite, infinite on Christ, infinite crisis on Earth, blah, something like that. But also, there's going to be a couple new season series coming. There's a uh, Star Girl, um, which yeah follows a teenager moved by her mother to nebraska uh struggling to adapt to a new school make new friends and deal with a new step family um courtney whitmore discovers her stepfather as a secret he used to be a sidekick to a superhero and so she borrows his cosmic staff and unwittingly becomes an inspiration for an entirely new generation of superheroes so uh yeah i mean that could be um that could be interesting um then Marvel, uh, Kevin Feig was at the um, CCXP over the weekend, and he um, let everyone know that Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk should be uh, coming to um, Disney Plus. At the end of 2020. So, uh, yep. That's good to know. And I think, look, everyone knew it was it was coming. But it has now been confirmed that Marvel Television has officially been folded into Marvel Studios. Um... Yeah, you know, Jeff Loeb is going to be sticking around for the transition. Um, and, yeah, a, a, you know, a lot of the stuff is folding. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, I think we all knew that. Um, but, yeah, you know, like, Marvel Television put out some good shit, though. Right now, some people say that Agent Carter Legion, first season of Jessica Jones, and the first and third season of Daredevil were the only good shows. But you know what? No, I, you know, I disagree because I thought season two of Daredevil was really good. I also thought. Um, season 2 of Jessica Jones was good I enjoyed Season 1 of Luke Cage A lot Season 2 wasn't bad It was just a little inconsistent Season 1 of Punisher was great You know Defenders was a lot of fun As well Iron Fist had its moments You know what I mean um, But yeah 
Now we have got Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, Wonder Vision, What If, Hawkeye, and yeah, the the previously mentioned Miss Marvel, She Hulk, and Moon Knight to look forward to. So uh, yeah, a lot of fun. But we're gonna end on this, and I I, I know my friend Cindy is going to be crazy happy about this news but um show showtime cbs television and paramount have teamed up for a major limited series adaptation of michael chabon's the amazing adventures of kavla and clay man this is an awesome book awesome book if you haven't read it you definitely need to go check it out um yeah it it was great and it kind of looks at the superhero obsession in the big big band era new york and the action follows budding magician joe cavalier and his genius cousin sammy clay who are living in 1939 New York City. So yeah, no word on um, when that will hit, but uh, Avi Goldsman and Alex Kurtzman will be executive producing along with Shaban and um, his wife. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that, people. But we'll catch you next week for another episode of the pod. Peace.